The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. The eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had ordered them. When they saw him, they worshipped, but they doubted. Then Jesus approached and said to them, All power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always until the end of the age. The Gospel of the Lord. Today, um, when we celebrate this, this memorial for Saints John de Berbeuf and Isaac Yogues, uh, these were Jesuit priests uh, who lived in the 1600s, and they came to the Americas to do exactly what Jesus said to do in the gospel. Go and baptize. Go and proclaim my name to the others. Um, do what I've commanded you. They were, they were doing this to come and evangelize to the Native Americans of, of the North Americas. And what were they met with? Hatred, uh, torture, imprisonment, and ultimately death. They're doing exactly what God wants them to do, and what's their reward? Death. And yet we see martyrdom, hopefully, through a lens of supernatural and um, otherworldly graces to know and, and and the crazy one is there's a little bit more story a little bit more information about Isaac Yogues and so he came over he's uh, uh, kidnapped and imprisoned and tortured by the the Mohawk Indians he escapes. He makes his way back to France. He goes to a Jesuit community and says, I want to go back. He, mind you, he had just gone through this torment, torture. And at that time, they actually had to receive a dispensation from Rome because his hands had been so mutilated, his fingers had been so uh, destroyed, that there must have been some canonical law about your hands and celebrating the Mass and stuff. And so he received this, this dispensation from Rome so that he could celebrate Mass and go back. He's like, I know I'm going back to. I'm going back to death. But I'm not done with the mission of Jesus yet. So he goes back, and sure enough, uh, he's later killed. But the, the fascinating part is the, the Native American who killed him ran to the Jesuits later on to seek refuge from the Christian Huron uh, Indians uh, who were angry that they had killed a priest and he and he was given refuge and later was baptized into the church and took the name Isaac and so despite all of this despite what what was going to happen and what did happen um, the Lord's will was resolved it, it it happened in the end it was God's God's plan worked out and so it's really good that we also reflect on that that first reading that letter to, of Paul to, to the Corinthians because you hear a lot about this like we are inflicted in every way, but we're not constrained. We're perplexed, but we're not driven to despair. We're persecuted, but we're not abandoned. We're struck down, but we're not destroyed. You know, he's, he's going through all these things like, man, we've got all this crap. But it's really not that bad. 
And in the same mindset, you know, if we take this and, okay, this was thousands and thousands of years ago, right. But even those, those Jesuit priests and martyrs, that was 400 years ago. Yeah, but that can't happen these days. Yeah, it does. We're martyred in so many ways. Maybe not to the point of being tomahawked to death and losing our fingers, but how many times are we stared at a little awkwardly in public when we make the sign of the cross at, at dinner and when we're out? Or how many times do, do we get laughed at or, or ridiculed because you know, we're trying to, to speak something or share something? They're like, oh, you Catholics, you Catholics, you're going to hell. Like, I, don't, I still don't get that one. It boggles my mind like, okay, moving on. But we're, we're martyred every day in certain ways. But Paul's letter is so important for us. Yeah, because we always carry about the body, Jesus. And that's what St. John and St. Isaac, that's what they're doing. They wanted to bring Jesus to, to everyone they could, regardless of what it cost them in the end. And for our own lives to think, you know, what, what does it take for me to bring Jesus to others despite what could happen? I mean, it, it's not an uncommon question. People say, well, why did you want to be a priest right now? Like, there's so much going on. I'm like, it's exactly why we need a priest right now. It's exactly why the Lord's wanting me to do this right now. It's not, I don't run away from it because of those things. I run to him because of those things. And the same is for all Christians. Why would we blatantly and boldly profess our faith right now because the world needs it the world screwed up but it was screwed up 50 years ago it was screwed up 200 years ago it was screwed up a thousand years ago it was screwed up from the moment God made us and yet he made us anyway and he's loved us anyway and he's given us many opportunities to come to him over time continuously So how do we live this life of Christian? How do we take these examples, these amazing martyrs, and say, I'm going to boldly live my faith despite all of that stuff. That that stuff doesn't, doesn't take away from who God is and what he's doing. And maybe it's, it's just the little things of life. It's the little martyrdoms. We, I like to think of them as paper cuts. You know, it's... It's so that person who's upset at us because, uh, you know, we, we said one thing. You know, I, I get plenty of people who get upset about things I say in homilies. Like, okay, that's my little martyrdom for the day. Maybe it's, you know, that family member who just, you know, every time we bring up God, like, they just want to, like, go at it. Okay, that's my little martyrdom for the day. Maybe it's just my own self-doubt at times. You know, I, I know who God is. I trust him. I believe in him. I, I do love him. But some days, Jesus, you make it really hard, or I make it really hard for myself. Maybe that's my martyrdom. We're blessed to not have to deal with what was dealt with 100 years ago, 50 years ago. And, and because of where, where we live, we're not uh, resigned to the same difficulties. Because there's still martyrdom like what those saints experienced in other parts of the world. Maybe... Maybe today we, we pray first for gratitude, for just what we have and, and where we have it. Maybe we pray for knowledge or wisdom in those areas that are difficult in our lives. Maybe we pray for healing and forgiveness with people or situations, whether towards ourselves or others. 
Maybe we pray for courage to not be bashful about our faith. There's a lot that we can do, but at the end of the day, are we seeking, like these disciples, like Saints John and Isaac, to go out and to share who he is with others? Are we willing to take on the little martyrdoms? Are we able to recognize that, yeah, we're afflicted and perplexed and persecuted, we're struck down, but it's really not that bad. It's actually okay. And in the joy that I exude, in spite of that, people start to wonder, well, what do they have? What, what do they possess that allows them to take that on? What, what allows a person who has been kidnapped, tortured, and mutilated to say, I want to go back. I'm not done yet. I want to love more of them. The power of God. The love of Christ. That's, that's what it is. And so, we seek that most of all. To let the Lord fill us so that we can love where we are inadequate. Because it has to be God's love that we give. It has to be from his, his source. He has to be our fuel. So may the Lord infuse in us that love and that desire and that passion to take on our little martyrdoms, to love and to share the gospel with others so that more can know of the love that we've received.